0: another senator's son, no doubt, and the corner of his mouth lifts into a smug grin. I match it, and by the time I reach him, he's alone. Hey, stranger, I greet him in a sing-songy voice. He trails his fingertip down my bare arm. How's the party? I feel like we haven't talked all night. The party's great, but you know what? I hand my empty glass to him. Sometimes talking is overrated. His lips part slightly as his gaze takes a journey from my lips to my tits and back up again. You are absolutely right, Charlotte. I don't want to be inattentive to the needs of my guests. So tell me, how can I make this night everything you want it to be? The suggestion in his tone is heavy and obvious. Unquestionably, I'm heading down a path that will lead to his bedroom. And that's what I want. I want the tequila to numb the last of my inhibitions. And I want to get fucked out of my mind. Perhaps we could find a quiet spot, I say. I glance back to Zane, who's crossed the threshold into the room and has me in his crosshairs. As usual, his intense gaze has my breath catching. Without a doubt, he works out, and I'm guessing years of training has armed him with lethal skills that he'll never have to use following me around for the next four years. I'm trouble, but I'm not that much trouble. Well, maybe I am. I turn back to Nate and keep my voice low. Problem is, I have a hard time getting any privacy. Nate's focus shifts to Zane and then back to me. His eyes are still and calculating. Sure. Listen, the guest bathroom probably has a line. Why don't you use the one in the master at the end of the hall? It has a connecting room on the other side. I'll meet you there in a few minutes. I smile easily because the tequila is warming me, and I want a man's hands on me now at any cost. His plan sounds perfect. Without another word, I spin and head back toward Zane, who is guarding the path I need to take. I don't bother acknowledging him or my plan in any way and slip past him. I'm almost to the door at the end of the hallway when he says my name. It's low and clipped and sends a shiver down my spine. I spin toward him instantly, and he almost barrels into me. I brace my hands against his chest, but I'm off balance. He lassos my waist with his arm and straightens me before I fall. Sorry, he mutters, but there's no genuine feeling behind the word. He steps away, regaining a professional distance between us. I blink a few times, because I can't remember another time when he'd touched me that much. A subtle touch here or there to guide me through a crowd, but nothing that demonstrated his strength, his warmth, I'm probably just revved up in anticipation of being with Nate, but I feel like all the blood in my body just rushed between my legs. It's no problem, I say wistfully. God, I'm ready to fuck anything with a third leg right now. Where are you going? His unfeeling tone brings me back to reality. He's only here to protect me and kill every chance I have at fun. I take another step back. I'm going to the bathroom. There's a line at the other one. I don't think you're supposed to be in there. He nods toward Nate's bedroom door. I roll my eyes. Zane, I've been here before at Nate's invitation. As you well know, I don't think he cares if I use his bathroom. Zane's jaw hardens, and he resumes his normal posture. Legs wide, hands clasped together. Cold. Silent eyes. Fine. I exhale with relief and hurry away before he changes his mind. I'm so horny now I can barely see straight. As I slam the door behind me, a door on the other side of the bedroom opens, and Nate's there. He's head to toe smug white privilege, from his collared polo to his designer Italian leather shoes. He'll never be my type, But this is my life. I'll probably.